1: Good afternoon. It's Friday, May ninth, 2015. Cannot believe another school year is over, uh, but looking forward to summertime. And we have got a great title of a book today for our first summertime interview, and it's called Make Waves, Be the One to Start Change at Work and in Life. And our guest today is Patty Johnson. Patty, welcome.
0: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Great to, to chat with you about it.
1: Well, I am so excited uh to be sharing in in uh, a discussion about your very first book. Now, it has been out for a year, so uh you know, I would love to hear about uh, the process of, of uh, you know, becoming a first-time author and, you know, what's happened in the year since the book was published. But first of all, our, our listeners always love to hear your personal story. So start that whenever you want and just give us the thumbnail of who Patty is.
0: Sure. Well, you can probably tell from my accent I live in Texas, so uh, that is home for me. And I, and career-wise, I spent most of my career at Accenture and did everything in the people side of the business, and was a um, one of the senior executives there. And then started my own business about ten years ago. Became an entrepreneur after leaving this huge organization, which was uh, more of a leap than I could have ever imagined. Oh and, wow! Yeah, <laughs> I know it was. It was. Uh, I learned so much. Probably more in that first year or so than I had in my whole career and have had started Business People Results about 10 years ago. And we have continued to grow, and we help our clients, either the leaders or the organization, prepare for the future and be ready to to institute all the changes that they want to have happen. And so it's been great for me. And then I, as you mentioned, wrote my first book last year. It had been a book that probably had been inside me for four or five years. I had had so many thoughts about what I ended up writing about, and then it um, it was time, and I went through a process, and um, got, got a publisher was interested in it, and i it gave me a deadline, which was great, because uh, with all the other things I had going, I made sure that I carved out a lot of time and evenings and early mornings to be able to actually make it happen. And since then, I've been doing a lot of continuing to speak and talk and build it into a lot of our clients about this topic. So it's been a great experience for me, and that's me in the thumbnail.
1: Well, I love it, and i will tell you what the cover of your book is just wonderful. Thank I don't know you. If, if that was your publisher or if that was you, was. but uh no, I it was love it, it. I
0: came up with it. thank you thank you
1: and yes, and honey. uh was was the title yours or or was it uh something that they they had you hone in on later?
0: No, it actually was mine and it it came to me. Um, one day when, you know, the, the whole idea of the wave uh, was something, I like the metaphor of it because, you know, you think about so many changes happen through little small actions and small decisions, if you dial it back, sometimes it started with something that wasn't that huge at the beginning. And right. so I, I like that. I had that in my head. And then, you know, the make waves kind of makes me laugh because, um, you you say that, people think of it as kind of troublemakers. And I even had a of people say to me, are you sure you want to call your book that because uh but I like that idea that yeah, you can't keep doing the same things again and again and think that you're gonna you're gonna be able to change anything, whether it's in your own life or right. community work whatever so well, I there like are that so many bit.
1: parallels in in our lives I mean, I spent uh the first half of my career in corporate america you know in in very large companies in the travel industry. Sure. And then I went out on my own consulting uh actually two years after you did, and have had my consulting firm for almost twenty years. And and I do make waves, and I am a rebel. I loved – there was a picture that was going around Facebook yesterday of uh, a baby gate at the bottom of stairs, and then you see, like, <laughs> climbing up the outside of the stair rail, these two toddlers. I mean, they weren't even toddlers. They were, like, yes. I don't know, maybe 18 months old, just barely right. toddlers. And I thought, you know, the rebels always find a way. <laughs> They find
0: a way. Absolutely. And I'm one of
1: those. Yes. So I think your book was written for me.
0: So tell, tell me was. who
1: your audience was.
0: Right. Well, the audience was really uh, largely a business audience, but also one of the interesting things I found is that this whole concept of being able to start away pretty much resonates in community groups. Um, I've spoken at national sorority meetings, I mean, in the collegians, millennials, because so even though originally I was picturing, you know, people in organizations and how do you actually have that impact that you want to have, I think the concept is very relevant, you know, to that much broader audience too, because you want to instill that in anyone, uh, that you always you think that way. What can I do? How can I what impact can I have? I think that's right. relevant for, for all of us. Yeah. Well what I love about
1: your book is uh, first of all you've got a, a very very simple graphic uh, in the early part of the book uh, which mm-hmm. is is kind of the heart of everything that you talk about in the book of the think know and do so the thinking portion right. uh, is where where we will start today sure and and you've got the book separated into what you think what you know what you do and then you've got a whole chapter on inspiration which which is you know talking about the wave makers that you talked about you know as you were right. pulling the book together So let's start with talking about what you think and and how much, you know, I know in my own life, and I, I struggle with this literally every day, of trying not to react according to past experience. And really, to give process a chance to give people a chance to give ideas a chance, uh, just this morning, actually yesterday, I was having a call with you know two of my key team members in my my new company, and you know we had come up with this new uh, travel technology concept, and we we had given it a brand name right that was the b to B tool that people would download mm-hmm. to their websites sure. and then there was sure. a b to C brand and they're like, "No, you know what? I think we need to have just one brand and oh my." God, I resisted that. I I told them all the reasons. I told them about when I was at Sabre and how Sabre was both a travel agency brand. It was an airline systems brand. It was Easy Sabre for consumers, and it was confusing, right? And so, like, right. I'm pulling out all that old what I think, you know, and, and exactly. not letting – doing everything I could not to let the wave of common sense go through. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. this morning that I finally gave up and said, you're right, we need just one brand. <laughs>
0: And, and the B2B
1: piece yep. will just be the brand tools, and the consumer piece will be the brand, and, and then everybody, you know, we, we've got a clear message going forward. Right. So tell me about the what you think and what's your wave and, and why this matters so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it was interesting. When I first started writing my book, um, you know, I had come out of an environment where I'm very focused on action, being a consultant and that being my background. What do you do? What's the process? What's the plan? And so I actually, I think, really missed an initial part of writing the book. I missed the think part because but the more I started doing my research, I started interviewing people from all walks of life who had started change. The common thread was the way they looked at any situation, whether it was an opportunity or it was a problem, they just saw it differently. And so I ended up adding this section because I realized how critical it was. And, you know, these are the people that often ask, you know, kind of really three critical questions. One of them is, you know, what can I do? Now, that sounds like the most simple question you can possibly ask. But the two key things about that is, one, they they ask personal accountability, what is in my control? And then the second part, there's action associated with it. So these are people that quickly got to what's my role, how can I contribute, how can I help is the second question. And the third one was what if. What are the possibilities here? What, what, is, the, what are the, is the unseen in this situation that maybe there is that opportunity to do something we've never done before? And so I found that the people looked at the world differently who kind of were in that Waysmaker profile. And so I right. ended up spending a lot of time on it.
1: So, you know, tell me some of the the key learnings as as that came to you. I mean, I just shared my own experience of knowing what was actually the barrier to letting the wave actually break through in my own life and and that I was holding, you know, so tight to old thinking. How do you break through and let the wave happen?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, one interesting thing about your story is, that a a really critical thing is that, you know, people who start waves are comfortable with ambiguity, and they know when their past history fits and when it doesn't, because one of the things that happens to us is the more successful we become, the more experience we have, then the more we think we have to know the answer, and that is human nature, and that's why we are successful, and the people listening, you can relate to that, that You know, that's what makes you the expert. The interesting thing is that when you're talking about a way that hasn't been done before, it's something that is new. uh, You're trying to make a change. So the past habits, the past history, like in your example, in another situation might have been really helpful for you, but in this case, in your story, it was actually created a block for you. So, um, you know, it's that, that being comfortable that, I have a new situation, and knowing when when does my past history and my expertise help me versus when right. does it just not fit.
1: Well, it's funny. One of my favorite uh, shows on on uh, nighttime drama TV is Hawaii Five O, and <laughs> you know I watch uh, Kona going out and you know just doing her amazing stuff on a surfboard. And, you know, sometimes the waves are far apart and sometimes the waves are closer together, right? And I I think my own metric on how much I'm thinking like a wave maker is that the waves are getting closer together. So the struggle Mm -hmm. last night at 4 o'clock with somebody telling me we needed one brand instead of two, um, you know, to me resolving that we were going to change and we were going to do it. in in a way that was going to allow us to build a billion-dollar business instead of, you know, something less successful, right? Right. Those waves were closer together. You know, Mm -hmm. did that uh, occur in the dialogue, you know, using the wave as a metaphor for you? Uh, Was that something Mm -hmm. that ever came up?
0: Yes. Well, I think what I saw is that, again, back to how you think, is that if you are someone who continues to ask yourself the what if, what can I do, how do I contribute, then – you know, the waves, a lot of your thought process is going to make it happen more frequently. Now, some waves are going to be bigger than others. I mean, let's be clear. I mean, what you're talking about, it might be one of your bigger waves. Um, but you also, there are so many small waves that happen around us all the time. And it's the, right. you know, it, it, it's a, a little small example from a child's point of view. I can remember we had all the, the tornadoes in, um, in Oklahoma, um, a couple of years ago, and I was in the middle of writing. And I, as I pl- pulled out of my neighborhood, there were some grade school kids that had created a little bake sale and a lemonade stand, and they were, you know, they were collecting money for the tornado victims. So those were wave makers because they were the ones saying, okay, that's a big, fat problem. Most people would say, I can't do anything. They marched themselves down to the end of the street, and they did what they could do. And so it's that mindset that means – but to your point, there can be more waves happening, sometimes in faster succession, if you are – if that's the way you look at the world.
1: Right. Got it. So, you know, you, you've already talked a little bit about what you know and, and how that kind of impacts uh, or is impacted by what you think. So you, you, your next chapter talks about conventional wisdom about change. And, and I think, you know, in my own experience, the things that are causing me the most angst, you know, is dramatic change, right? And I, I'm usually the first one out changing things. So it's it's funny that the, the woman I have working with me now is, is really pushing me hard, and it's good. It's it's all good. Um But you're right, what you know kind of kicks in and and how you handle that change. So talk to me a little bit about the conventional wisdom about change.
0: Right. Well, I think that change is organic, and um, change is is something that happens through people. I think sometimes we forget that. Um, You can have a great plan. You can have uh, all the metrics. But, you know, there's a big difference between if, as an example, if um, you get something in the mail that says, there's a new restaurant that's going to open this weekend, you'll probably toss it in the trash. But if I call you and say, fabulous restaurant, the uh, family that started it is, they are a wonderful family, they're trying to get this business going, and and we had the best food ever last night, you're probably going to go, because I've called you, and I made a personal appeal, and to me, change kind of moves through people like this, a little bit like a virus. And I think oftentimes we don't think about it that way. Or we think, well, only the most senior person could really make that change happen. You know, who am I? I just, I'm just a recent college graduate. I I only have five years' experience. These are really senior people. I'm going to wait for them to do something. And, again, if you go back to what can I do, what role can I play here, then you can find an answer that some way that you can move the needle. And so I think a lot of the conventional wisdom is that um, – It happens through a plan. It happens by the senior people, and it just doesn't always work that way.
1: Right. So, you know, you also talk about trends and and where your wave fits into that trend. So share that with us.
0: Well, the reason I, I mentioned trends, because on, on one aspect you might think, okay, well, what does that really have to do with starting my way? I find that, um, you know, the world is changing a lot. I mean, and, and I wanted to be sure we think about that. You know, our attention spans have been, have reduced by a third in the last, you know, 10, right. or 15 years, depending upon the research, a lot. And I, I can relate to that. I'm sure you can, too. I mean, you know, we're on our phones. We're, we're a mobile society. Right. We have well, and there's minds. so much noise
1: out there. And, and you know, really so that much. was at the heart of this discussion yesterday about brand is people, you know, you, you've got one chance to grab them. You know, grab mm-hmm. them and keep them. Don't, don't try to have to, you know, explain all this stuff because they, they can't get their mind around it. So you're absolutely that's right nice. on that front.
0: You know, and I think that's so important if you think about just how you're communicating with people about your ideas. You know, don't send the seven-paragraph email. It's not going to work. You've got to come up with simpler ways to get your ideas across. And as you say, you have a very short time frame. And then the other, you know, thing I would mention is this idea of word of mouth, which I just talked about, and that that is so important. And with the, uh, you know, we see it certainly in terms of social media, But it's always been there. It's always been a part of our human nature. We trust, we know research says we trust each other more than we trust outside groups. And so that's really important. When you're trying to get your idea going, whether it's, you know, coming up with a way to feed the homeless in your community or it is you're trying to change the way your team works together or you interact with your customers, you know, you've got to think about that word of mouth. And, you know, we know that when we care, we share. So how do you do that? And not miss that the world has changed a lot. Right. From what it was ten, fifteen years ago, and kind of factor that in. So that's why I ended up including that. I just wanted to be sure people were thinking about some of those issues.
1: Right. So the next section of the book is all about what you what you do. So you've you've already figured yes. out you know how your thinking is impacting your decision mm-hmm. making. What your base mm-hmm. of knowledge is and, and what the trends are that you, may, you might even be able to ride some of those waves sure. rather than just creating mm-hmm. your own. But the next chapter is about starting your own wave. So is right. this about innovation? Is this about growth? What, what is at the core of the wave?
0: Right. Well, I think it can be both. Um, usually there's some innovation element um, it, because it hasn't been done in that way before but one of the things I found that's really interesting and I know when I talk to groups is that um, sometimes getting started is the hardest part the, and for a variety of reasons because um, there are, I will confess, some perfectionist uh, uh, tendencies and it's very common for people, they want the right answer. You want to know what it is before you get started. If you're doing something new you need to go. Find your first step. How far out can you see? It may be a month. That's okay. Get started. <laughs> right? And you know what I mean? And I think um, for, for so many of us who want things to always be right, that's, um, that's very, very important and can kind of go against our nature. The other thing that I think is wildly underutilized, especially in business, is experimentation. So if you have something new you want to try, Take the mindset of I'm going to experiment and I'm going to learn from it. That's another habit of wave makers, of voracious learners, or curious. And so know that if you're doing something new, we often, you know, think I've got to have it all completely figured out. I'm going to go and then I'm going to execute it and it's going to be perfect and that's how, uh, that's victory for me. Well, if you take the opposite approach and you say, you know what? I'm going to learn and experiment. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna then I'm gonna know as I as I go what adjustments I wanna make, which is a little bit different mindset than sometimes all of us who are planners and want everything right than what we would naturally migrate to.
1: Right. So then the next thing is really about the sustainability of what you're doing, right? And I don't mean sustainability as in green, mm-hmm. but actually planning a <laughs> wave that lasts. And and the very yeah. nature of waves is that they don't last in in their original iteration, but what sure. they produce lasts, mm-hmm. right? They they yeah. change the whole face of a coastline if you've got a storm. Right, and and if there is no storm, you know you don't have that erosion. So, how do you plan a wave that lasts?
0: I think you have to be very clear on your why, and you have it has to be more about your own personal success. It has to be about we, not me, because we know anytime you're doing something new that hasn't been done before, you're going to hit some bumps. There's you're going to have resistance. There's not going to be a parade for you because you're going down this new path. In fact, you will get resistance just because it's new. So right. you, have, you have to go back to the why. Why are we doing this? Why does it matter to us, not just to me? And when you, when you go back to that, we have a lot more patience as human beings. When, we, when we're really clear on that, we'll have more patience for setbacks. Well, that right. didn't work that time, but next time it will. And I think um, that's what I see. When I see waves that stall out, it's often because it, it, it's that piece is often missing. It's just, well, we need to hit this metric, or we need to, you got, everybody, we need to go do this. Well, you got to have more than that if you really want something to be sustainable, you know, and that will really last.
1: Right, and so that leads right into this next chapter, which you're talking about creating a community around the wave. Mm-hmm. And where does that community start, and how do you build it?
0: Yes, it, it starts with people who care about what you care about. Doesn't I mean they agree with you on everything, but they care about what you care about. And I, I love the example in my in the book. I have a lot of stories and examples of wave makers of all walks of life, and. I'll give you one example of uh, someone who is a senior person at HEB, which is a large grocery uh, chain in Texas, right. San Antonio. And uh, Kate Rogers was charged with, they wanted to be the health destination. They wanted to be the place that everybody came and thought of for healthy foods, healthy environment, et cetera. They wanted it to be uh, just kind of permeate their culture. And the first thing she did was not – she did go talk to the most senior people and tell them what the strategy was. The first thing she did, she sat down and made a list, who are all the people that really care about this issue? And she said, I ended up with about 15 people, all parts of the organization, all different levels, and that's where I started. We started meeting. We started talking. How do we – what can we do? How can we get this going? That became her, her core group that then the, – the ripples expanded – into a community of people who really cared about this issue, and she wasn't the only spokesperson as a result. So it's people that, that's a, an example of relying on people that care about what you care about, the issue that you care about, and, uh, and having those handful of idea partners who will tell you what they think and influence your thinking. so important in a change that lasts and grows over time.
1: Very, very interesting. So, you know, as we move forward, now you've built your community, and, and now this new dy- dynamic starts happening when the wave actually comes to you. So what, what causes that shift?
0: Well, the reason I wrote about that is when I started doing my research, I found there were some people who had this great idea. They were innovators. They, we, I want this to happen. It's my idea. Now how can I really make this come, come to reality? But there were some other people where the wave was knocking on their door, and they had the choice of either jumping on it or not. And, you know, one example was um, Lori Myers, who she, her child was in a small school for children with disabilities. They loved it. They loved it. It was the perfect environment. She's a former business person. She was taking a few years off, and the owner of that school decided to sell the school, and they were going to relocate. And all of a sudden, Lori realized if she didn't step up and do something, the school was going to disappear, and this opportunity for her child was going to go away. So she said it was one of those things where I realized, okay, here we go. I'm going to have to take this on. I'm going to have to figure out how to do it. Even though she was a business person, she'd never been had any responsibilities with the school, They not an educator, and she surrounded herself with the people and um, figuring out how to do it and how to grow that school. Um, and it's thriving today because she stepped up. So that wasn't an, an example of where sometimes it comes starts with us and our own ideas. And sometimes, like I said, it's knocking on our door. We're like, okay, I'm gonna have to be, I, I, it's me. I'm going to have to be the one, you know? So I wanted to, to call out some of those examples too.
1: Right. Oh, I love that. So you know invariably we get to a place uh and i've been there actually several times this week already when your wave hits a wall <laughs> and and you know i i have over the last 10 years been uh been building technology instead of consulting because yes. uh, i wanted to find a way to make money while i slept right and, it, and it's really
0: Lark.
1: it's a laudable Lark. goal I, I i figured out a couple <laughs> of years ago i had had surgery and i was lying on, flat on my back and i realized that if i weren't out there that there's no consulting coming in right no matter yeah, how good my sales sure. people are they they can't sell the the caliber Uh, of projects that I was able to bring in, and that I could never actually sell my business because I had decided on a model where everything uh, was always done fixed price. Uh, You know, what the client wanted, I would size, and, you know, I would commit to getting it done. And and, uh, so I didn't have that recurring revenue stream that some consulting firms have, you know, based on – you know, retainers and, and that kind of thing. And I didn't sure. have employees because I used 1099 contractors, So I, had, I really had nothing to sell. And it's like, okay. But, you know, in technology, there are all kinds of waves that you can hit. Um, and, sure. and, you know, just timelines of getting businesses going and all of that. So what's your advice when you know you're on the right wave? You, you know, whether it came to you or you had the idea and you built a community around it, and then all of a sudden you hit a wall what then
0: right well two things first off expect it it's going to happen it might be a bigger wall or a smaller wall but I always tell people when I coach or I working with my clients you are going to hit resistance so don't be surprised by it it's just going to happen so that's number one don't be surprised or don't view it as a failure it's just part of the process and then the second thing that um, I always say is you have to be a little bit of the researcher when you do hit the wall when you hit the resistance you've got to be really smart and savvy and figure out why. Because was it because you didn't communicate it well enough? Was it because your timing was awful in the marketplace? Was it because you didn't have the right messaging? You didn't, you know, what was it? Because, uh, or you didn't have the right experts there to to actually share it. What caused you to hit your wall? Because there are so many different reasons. Because some, and figure out, was it in my control or was it not? If it was in my control, then you got to figure out, what adjustments do I need to make and go at it again? Or is, did I learn something that tells me I can, I can try and make it work the second time? I mean, most big successes, they learn something from this, and then the next iteration or the next iteration after that got them where they want to go. So you have to really right. be smart, learn, learn from it, assess it, and know what, what does this experience tell me and not get into the emotion of I failed. Nobody liked my idea. I don't know why it didn't work. Like, okay, that's interesting. You have a day to do that, and then you've got to put it to the side and figure out, okay, <clears throat> what can I learn from this <clears throat> based on facts, not based on my own personal, you know, in, internal feelings based on that day or that week.
1: Right. Well, and, and you rightfully point out that, you know, your emotions can just get in the way.
0: You know, you time. see
1: – You see that obstacle, and, you know, at the time, and, you know, I I speak certainly as as, uh, the serial entrepreneur, um, you know, it just looks like the world is ending, you know, at least in the near term. And, you know, there's always a way around, and I, I love the sensation and I'm not a surfer, but I can only imagine that, you know, you're you're paddling out, and you're paddling out, and that's so much hard work. And then when you finally get to ride that wave, yeah. the exhilaration of the, you know, how smooth the experience mm-hmm. is when you were swimming against it the whole time. So, Absolutely. you know, I think you have to remember what it feels like to be on the wave, and you really have to firmly plant that feeling in mm-hmm. your head to get you through that wall.
0: <laughs> that is true. It is true because there will be there will be setbacks. I and mean, if you if you lead with your ego, or your ego is easily bruised, then um, then you're going to stop too soon, you're going to give up too soon because it's too painful. You know, so I mean that's the other reason tying back to the why. Why are we doing this? Why does this right. matter? What's it going to do for our customers, for our community? whatever it is you keep your eye on that impact you want to have, then it, it, it makes those setbacks not, not a personal hit but more. Well, we're going to just keep going and find the other way, you know. Right. Get there somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And
1: and so the last uh, chapter in this particular section of the book is about why leaders should make more waves. And uh, again, this this draws up the the uh, image of of the rebel and and the person who's making yeah. waves in in a company in a corporate setting. And you know, I I look back at my own life and and I was always the rebel. I really was always the consultant. And I I kind of well, I won't say it was a mistake because I learned a lot from my corporate experience. But, you know, I was kind of trapped in this corporate world, right, because I didn't belong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I wonder, uh, you know, because risk-taking isn't uh, always encouraged in companies, how you give the leaders more courage to take those risks and to make waves.
0: Right. Well, I think in the main theme, you know, of that section is really the idea that as a leader, you want wave makers on your team. You know, yeah, some, some wave makers may be making big waves, others may be small, but you want people that are always thinking about what can be better, what can we do. It doesn't mean it's the Wild West and everybody's doing what they want. You can still have process and all of that, right. but you want those people um, who you are developing to be innovative and to bring those creative ideas forward because whether you're a small business or you're a big one, if you don't have those people you squashed your innovation. you squashed your ability to grow, to pr- create new products, new services, whatever. And so um, that's why, you know, when I talk to senior leaders, I always, you know, I always tell them you, do, they, you, you can't pump fear in the room and expect your wave makers to thrive because the message is you don't want to hear it.
1: Right. Right. So, you end the book talking about uh some of the stories, and I know you've shared a few of them with us as as we yeah. were talking today, but you you introduce mm-hmm. some of the wave makers what What was the most memorable story uh that that you shared during that chapter, which is actually quite quite a long part of the book
0: yeah it's, it's a hard, that's a hard one I, One thing I will say about the wave makers when i started uh I, I created my wave maker list through my network and circle. And I started asking for people to tell me, who are the wavemakers, you know, the, one of the surprises I had, I had the most eclectic mix of people you would ever imagine. I had high <laughs> students, college students, I had CEOs, I had um, major league baseball managers. I had the most, again, very eclectic group of people, but there were some common themes among all of them. And so that was one thing that was kind of a reminder to me, and I hope to any reader, that the, that you can be a wave maker no matter where you sit. Well, that's one. Um, I think I was probably, in terms of inspiring, I was probably most inspired by the people who had no authority, like uh, Lindsay Pender, who had no authority – Yet was able to influence the way they handled some of their policies and processes in um, the neonatal unit. Um, she had moved; She had lived in Philly, within one of the most advanced um, care units in the I mean, in the United States. And every a lot of difficult cases came there. And she was about five years out of nursing school, and she moves with her fiance to North Carolina, a small regional hospital. and she sees all these things that they were doing that were out of date or that needed to be updated. And rather than be critical, she set out on a plan. It took her nine months. I probably won't have time to go through all of it with you, but she was so inspiring to me. And there were many like that. The people who, on the surface, you would have thought, you know, the deck was so stacked against them. They're not, they, they weren't in a position to really make anything happen. Yet they did. Um, that was those are the ones that I you know at the ends of, of my interviews with them I would just sit there and go boy anybody that says you know that you have to be in charge to make something happen you know should talk to some of these people it's amazing
1: right right so what what is your your inspiration to our listeners today of how did they be the one you know how do they actually get to that place where where they have everything it takes to start the wave and, and to see it through and and to really make lasting change on on their companies, on on the world around them, including, you know, their local communities. What's what's that inspiration?
0: I think the inspiration is, first off, believing you can. Um, and, and the second thing is going back to some of those two or three key questions and keep them at, at your, you know, just right with you, you know, that what can I do, what if. Keep those in the top of your mind and be willing to take action. Just start. Try something. What could I do now to, um, to build interest in this idea? It might be something really, really small. Um, one of the reasons that you know I originally wrote the book was this idea that so many changes. I'm, I'm kind of a, a nerdy in this respect, as I'll always say. How did that start? Before that, before that. How did it really begin? That's high on my curiosity list. And often it started by somebody doing something really, really small. So don't think, well, this isn't important enough or big enough. You know, figure out what can you do and actually get started, find the people around you that, who else is interested in this, who else cares about this, and start the conversation. Get your idea partners and believe you can do it. It will certainly make your career, your life uh, more fulfilling, and you'll have more of the impact that you want to have if you, you know, if you look at the world around you in that way. So Patty,
1: thank you so much for sharing sure. uh your heart and and sharing sharing the book with us today. If if our listeners would like to uh, learn more about you, uh certainly they they can purchase the book on Amazon and any any yeah. number of places uh since it's been in circulation for and um, But but how can they reach you, and if they want to know more about your consulting services uh, or you know, to have you speak at one of their events, what's sure. the best way to get in touch if, with you?
0: The best way is to go to my website, which is pattybjohnson.com, P-A-T-T-I-B-Johnson.com, and it has a lot more information about me and about – my company, People Results, has a link to our um, People Results site as well. On Twitter, I would love for your audience and to follow on Twitter and connect there. It's, it's at Patty D. Johnson. Um, and um, uh, of course, LinkedIn, et cetera. I would know, certainly always love to hear from people. So um, I appreciate that. And it's been a great, great conversation with you, Chickie. Thank you for including me.
1: Oh, I I so appreciate your time. I know Fridays can be a little bit hectic, but uh, it it was just so terrific uh, to hear about your book. And, again, the book, uh, for those who may have joined us a little bit late, is Make Waves, Be the One to Start Change in Work and in Life. And our author that we have been uh, visiting with is Patty Johnson. Uh, And if you'd like to know more about the Executive Girlfriends Group, you can just go to executivegirlfriendsgroup.com, and then we also have both a public Facebook group and a private Facebook group for our members where we share uh, information about our upcoming shows every week. So thanks so much for listening, and remember, you can also download our shows on iTunes. Just go to Solutions Live, and you will be able to find us. Thanks so much, and have a great day.
0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Oh, oh, oh! O'Reilly Auto Parts.